Yo, we've Julian on the brand note, and finally a review of the Batman. The, what, third or fourth different Batman we've had this century already? I really do. I mean, for me, Endgame, the Avengers Marvel's Endgame was the end of the um, comic book era. I really hoped that it would finally fade from view. Nothing of the sort is happening. At some point it has to. It's dominated the cinema landscape for too long now, and it just keeps branching out into ever-decreasing circles, or ever-expanding circles, more like. They never let anyone lie. We've had three uh, Spider-Men and three Batman in a row. Why can't they leave these characters alone for just five minutes? How many different Batman have we had since 1987, I think? Well, Batman started in the 60s as the first real prominent cultural touchstone of the superhero era. And it set a really weird tone in that it was a goofy comic version of the ca a very dark character, Batman. And it, it, it set the tone for a long time of this um, Adam West-style Batman, which was, um, I guess, the first big superhero was the Christopher Reeve movie superhero of Superman uh, around 1980. Um, and that was a very sort of noble, straight-down-the-line version of superheroes. But Tim Burton blew the lid off, which what would become a pair of the most influential films of the last 40 years, which is his very dark version of Batman. Um, I'm particularly thinking the second film, which I think is a near masterpiece and better than the first. It still had that element of comic book. The second Batman film is really dark. Um, I think Michael Keaton is a bit overrated as Batman because um, he didn't really embody either side of the equation for me. Um, I certainly liked those films and they were iconic. Um, and then we got, a, and he was certainly better than the raft of nobodies that followed in fairly inconsequential films. But his vision of this darkness in superhero films, perhaps brought to life by comic books like The Dark Knight in the 80s, showing a very, very, very bleak, nihilistic world, um, is what we got in the modern era more than anything else. I think the Spider Man films of this century were the first big superhero films but almost out of tone in their friendly happy tone <laughs> compared to um, what was coming and that was solidified by Christopher Nolan uh, and his Batman trilogy so kind of setting the stall for the quality of the Marvel films which were mostly you know pretty good quality movies and Matt Reeves has come back with the latest we got the DC universe off to a very bad start um, with Man of Steel, which is a very turgid look at Superman, but in retrospect, maybe the best of those films. Um, and the portrayal of Henry Cavill's Superman was just so one-note and dreary. And then you got Ben Affleck. Um, I think superhero fans are, are shocking a lot of the time. The, Christopher Nolan's films were borderline high art, and um, you, you know they were like closer to Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings trilogy. And you get this turgid garbage that came out when the DC Universe launched as a proper rival to the Marvel Universe. And how bad those films were. And they still say that Ben Affleck's the best Batman they've ever seen. No, he wasn't. See, the thing is, is that I, I, Christian Bale really credibly seems like he could be a billionaire's son. And uh, Michael Caine, a working class butler. When I watched the um, Ben Affleck ones, Jeremy Irons is a credible billionaire's son playing a working class butler 
And Ben Affleck is a credible working class butler playing a billionaire's son. But it wouldn't have mattered how good the casting was. They were so bad. The light at the end of the tunnel there was um, Zack Snyder's, who I've detested. I gave um, the Schneider cut of Batman, um, of Justice League, uh, probably the nadir of all of those films, um, uh, an 8.5 out of 10. I thought it was a new paradigm in filmmaking. It looked amazing. Um, a new paradigm in the notion of a director's cut. That four-hour film was uh, in my top five films of the year, much to my shock. Um, and this is sort of post a Schneider cut more than anything else that's out there. It's definitely not appear to the Marvel Universe. It, it, it ignores an awful lot of that. The director here, Matt Reeves, is um, had a pretty decent run. So he did... Um, let uh, Cloverfield, the found footage super uh, monster film, which was really good. And then he did um, Let Me In, which was an unexpectedly good version of Let the Right One In, one of the great horrors of the century so far. And then Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, again, great work. War for the Planet of the Apes, again, great work. So he's he's got a really consistently good track record. And he's come back this time with The Batman, the latest relaunch, and one that ignores uh, entirely the Ben Affleck version of that DC universe. It doesn't pay any lip service and treats the character as new again. Um, and none of the other characters have any relationship with um, what's in the film, uh, with the previous DC films at all, uh, which is it's almost like that's just the line has been drawn under some pretty bad films and they, they're trying to relaunch the whole film. This time around, it's a very different superhero film to almost everything else out there. Um, for a start, the wit and irony um, and life of the Marvel Universe is nowhere to be seen here. Deliberately so, I think, um, and that's a valid choice. It does set the film apart from those. The story centers around a young Batman trying to make his way as a superhero and not quite knowing what's going on. Played controversially by Robert Pattinson. I've celebrated Robert Pattinson for years, ever since um, the... I can't remember what the first film was. Cosmopolis. Cosmopolis. Where he started just being a really good actor and he's, I think he's fairly well established. I watched Good Times again recently. Terrific, very abusive man in that film. But I, I really did um, like him in that. And he's been terrific in a number of films. We've seen The Lighthouse. Um, just about every time he's done a film in the last 10 years, he's been at least the equal of best on screen. Maybe William Defoe would uh, be the only time I've actually thought otherwise in The Lighthouse, but that was an amazing performance. Sorry, I've got my cup of tea. Um, he confronts. He's confronted by a Gotham in turmoil from crime. A lot of the gangster names are from the previous uh, comic books and films that are recognisable. And um, the Riddler is the main protagonist and is shown as a kind of serial killer at the start uh, who targets the, the rich and powerful in Gotham um, and brutally murders them and sets, you know, puzzles and clues mainly for Batman to solve. Um, and that's the bulk. It starts really slow, um, but quite moody. Uh, and the, uh, I think the fact that the trailers used uh, Nirvana's Something in the Way that very sort of morbid, slow, very sort of malevolent and dark theme from Nirvana's Nevermind album 
it sets the stall for the tone of the film and that is a real high point as well it's it makes it immediately stand out from all the other superheroes so it's a very sort of it's been called emo batman but pretty close i would say and he made uh patterson's look for um bruce wayne or based on kurt cobain's look um for better or worse um so we follow uh, like the first sort of couple of hours of this really long three-hour film develop into almost an agatha christie whodunit as we follow each subsequent murder of someone rich and powerful by the riddler with new clues and pointing to um, a conspiracy that no one will dare speak of in Gotham, which involves all of the wealthy people being targeted and no, no one will come forward. Into the mix we get uh, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Her girlfriend gets killed as because she knows about this conspiracy. And um, things gradually work their way back towards Batman himself as being involved in this colossal conspiracy involving uh, the biggest gangsters in town and stuff that's happened to those gangsters in the past and their connection with you know the mayor's office the da and all of that all of that's the best part of the film um it's um i love the way that it gets more and more sort of uh, confounding and weird and um some of the plot twists are actually really good and j it jinks about quite fast at times it sets up one of the big moments and immediately reverses it, which is really good. I thought that was quite a high point. And I love the way the whole thing sort of worms its way back to Robert Pattinson's Batman. Uh, and that, is in that was the strongest part of the movie. And at that point, I thought it was kind of brilliant. Um, the, that's sort of like at the two-hour mark where you think, well, the next hour is going to be dealing with the Riddler. And we're set up for something great here. Not quite, I'm afraid. Firstly, um, this is arguably the best-looking and sounding superhero film I've ever seen. Unexpectedly art house here. Uh, the cinematography by Greg Fraser. The uh, the amount of films uh, that came to mind. Even Mandy, the Nicolas Cage film, with that hyper-stylized view. Um, I mean, there is moments like when you see the Batmobile rev up and it's just like this monstrous, demonic force with these like fiery lights uh, it's beautifully shot it really is um i would have said justice league the snyder cut was possibly the most beautifully shot superhero film this may be better um visually it is incredibly striking the music as well is very very striking the um michael giacchino um he did the planet of the uh, planet of the apes film music as well <clears throat> the one thing I will say is that the main theme really does remind me of The Empire Strikes Back. You know, dun, 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 dun. and for some reason, watching Batman stomp around is kind of, he is a bit like Darth Vader looks-wise, so it was kind of fitting. Um, but very good music, stunning cin cinematography, and the tone and feel. The, lack, the, the fact that that first two-thirds of the film isn't based around, you know, those Christopher Nolan hundred million dollar spectacle sequences of just unbelievable scope um none of that happens it's all very low key and it's all based a lot more around dialogue um and um its peers seem to be the snyder cut of justice league and the joker the recent joaquin phoenix version of the joker like i said none of the humor none of the knowingness of the marvel universe none of the life are here 
and it seems to be setting its stalls a very different film to those which is a good thing and a, and a plus and i love the tone it went well it's it's you know production design is stunning on this not because they've spent a lot of money but there's a lot of artistry in the cinematography which i just thought was absolutely amazing now the downsides um i think reeves's previous films were notably well written that's not the case here so i feel like lots and lots of people were involved in writing this film the dialogue is really bad the dialogue is terrible uh it's often trite it's often placeholder dialogue um it doesn't hold a candle to the nolan film films on that level and another place it doesn't hold a candle to the nolan films is the writing of characters is really bad here i don't know why critics always say the performances were good but the performances aren't good here there's a selection of terrific actors um patterson and um, paul dano Jeffrey Wright, John Turturro, these are all Peter Starsgaard, these are all people that have been better in almost every single film I've seen them in. And that's because the characters aren't written. There's no development and they're not interesting in the first place, even when they are interesting. Zoe Kravitz being this, you know, uh, Catwoman with a, who's bisexual and we just had Anne Hathaway do this better. And they're, they're screaming about how great she is. She's one of the only characters with life in the film and she looked great walking around those nightclubs with a pink wig on and i kind of liked her storyline but we saw anna hathaway do this better the alfred character we saw the nolan films do it better almost every jeffrey wright is a terrific actor but he's just nobody as um james as the police commissioner gordon compared to um gary oldman not even in the same ballpark so none of the characters come across really well. And Paul Dano is a terrific actor, but he seems like he screams, literally screaming in this film just to try and get some connection with the character. And when we do get to the Riddler bit, we realise that he's not really much of a character at all. He's just uh, very ordinary. And can, a lot of this film is constructed from other films. And we get to the point where the Riddler is basically the film seven. Uh, and and that's about it um and zodiac the zodiac killer combined with the movie seven and that is the whole character um the last hour is by far the worst so we get the riddler he doesn't he's not interesting and we also get this whole the new mayor scenario where the city's you know attacked and it's it's almost like a coda it just doesn't it, it's not compelling it's meaningless and none of it's as good as um, the build-up to catching the, the, the Riddler. Uh, it's a really poor final hour of the film, uh, which is a shame um, because, you know, there was, there was a lot to hang your hat on here with regards to the visual design and that twisty, knotty uh, whodunit storyline, which is very different to any superhero film I've ever seen. Um, but you can't ignore bad writing and bad characters. And the, the fact this director's done so well there, I just have to think this was a committee doing this. So that last third really undercut what could have been a very strong film. Robert Pattinson is, is, is fine as Batman, but there's nothing to him. There's nothing to the character. It's like they just ignore the Bruce Wayne side of him. Um, compared to the Nolan films, it's this is a non-event. Um, 
So sadly, I'm going to say the Batman, although very interesting and original in a lot of ways, um, is very badly written. The dialogue's poor. The characters and performances aren't good. And the final third really lets it down. So the Batman, a 6 out of 10. This is 